Hey everybody, hey everybody, hey everybody, hey. Welcome to Tell Your Mom I Love Her. This is another episode brought to you by my fucking self. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit in this episode about scents, fragrances, flavors, and how different plants produce the same kind of flavors. And certain things that uh, those flavors actually do to uh, various things we ingest, whether that's our weed, pen, cartridges, or essential oils, or soaps, or toothpaste, or even rodent killer. So, yeah, fun little facts this episode. Stoked to hear everyone's opinions. Enjoy. Hello. Hey. It's me, Matt. I'm the guy behind the the mic, um, or in front of it. I'm actually, it's more appropriate to say that I'm in front of it, but depending on, you know, if you were, if you were in front of it, <clears throat> but from the back side of it, I'd be behind it. You know, man, it's all about perception, bro. Hey, well, anyway, it's, uh, what day is it? Wednesday? Feels like Wednesday. Feels like Wednesday is fucking here. I am recording another episode. I'm really pumped. Yesterday I bought some new gear. I got this podcast arm mic stand kind of thing. Kind of clips to the side of the desk or uh, table. And then it adjusts and stuff. And it hangs your mic right in front of your face. So it's pretty cool. Um, I just adjusted it. You may have heard a little bump. Uh, <clears throat> overall quality of sounds pretty dope right now. I think it's, uh, it's a good little zone right in my living room. I mean, it's all one room in my apartment, but so yeah, I got new gear. It's a little toasty out in Arizona today. I do have the air conditioner off because um, it's uh, it's loud and abrasive for podcasting. Doesn't make much sense. I've got like five, maybe seven, potentially seven guests lined up. <clears throat> Sorry, lined up for the next. Um, two weeks, which should be pretty cool. I'm going down to southern Arizona to interview some people um, and check out some cool things in the alcohol industry, so um, stay tuned for that. That'll be fun. <clears throat> Can't I don't have any, uh, any more information on that yet. I kind of want it to be a surprise. Anyway, yeah, so I got new gear yesterday. AC's off. What else is going on? ate some food, so I'm nice and full, went to the gym today, went to the gym yesterday too, feeling good, uh, it's nice to work out, even if it's not just like 45, 30, 45 minutes, you gotta do it, move around, <clears throat> make your, uh, makes your day better, yeah, especially when you start the day off, today I was intending to start the day off with it, um, I woke up at like 6.37, I went to bed like 2.30, so I, just was wired. I was like, cool, well, I'm up now. What's up? And I went and got some pastries from a local bakery. Went on a little drive. Made myself some coffee. Some coffee. And fell asleep on the couch for like, I don't know, three hours. Woke up and I was like, oh shit, I'm sweaty. Um, and I went to the gym. And then now I, am, I had a meeting with some friends discussing a living situation, which I'm pumped about. And yeah. Anyway, that's that's my day. So, <clears throat> moving on, I will be talking today about um, this episode. It's called scents and fragrances, and I can't remember what else. F- f- scents, flavors, fragrances. Uh, <clears throat> I've been really interested in the plant world for a while, and I kind of grew up around it too. So that kind of kind of helps. But I was on a I rabbit hole a lot when I when I smoke weed or vape weed, right? I vape more than I smoke. I don't like smoking things necessarily, but anyway, when I get high off them pots, cuh, I, uh, I do, I do, the, I get, I just get really inspired to learn shit and to, um, find out information about the world. And so I get into rabbit holes on Wikipedia and other situ- assorted, assorted things. And, um, yeah, so I, <clears throat> This last one was sparked off of, I think maybe mentioned in the first episode, but I I was drinking soda water with lime peel, and I, I peeled the lime, and I was 
expressing them oils into the uh, soda water. And I was like, holy shit, that smells like lavender. Like, there's like a hint of lavender. And they're like, what the fuck? And so I looked up, like, constituent makeup of, like, chemical makeup of um, of lime peel. And one of the uh, ingredients was a terpene called linalool. Linalool. Um, I don't know enough about chemistry to, like, rant through uh, to through all of that those aspects of what the fuck am I saying I don't know enough about chemistry to speak too much about linalool it's a terpene alcohol it's found in many flowers and spice plants um, <clears throat> sorry bear with me if I clear my throat I am a little uh, getting over a sinus infection usually plagues me right in the beginning of summer every year so um, yeah linalool uh, it's going to be the, one of the main things I talk about today I've got like a I guess a lesson plan of notes of things I want to talk about. I like the fact that I can go on these rabbit hole stone things and I can then take that information, jot it down, organize it slightly and be able to like talk about it and like kind of shed some light on the fact that, you know, the, the, the world that we smell and we see and we taste um, refers to actual molecular sources. You know, it's really, really cool to me. Like, I smell lavender when I peel a lime. I smell lavender when I smell bergamot. I smell lavender. I mean, this, 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 I'm going to kind of go over it. You know, this chemical exists in a lot of different uh, plants. So, moving forward. Uh, yeah, so I initially kind of like found out about this terpene, and a lot of people will going to are going to be kind of familiar with terpenes who like maybe smoke or maybe do, they use vape um, dissolute weed pens like cartridges. Those are um, basically what, what happens with that is all different chemicals have like boiling points, right? And distillation is basically bringing certain things to a boil and extracting them that way. So like distillation of alcohol, for example, alcohol is about like 174 degrees Fahrenheit. Water is 212. So alcohol boils before water. And with heat and um, and temperature, it I mean, heat is temperature. Damn, I keep fucking words up, bro. What's going on? Uh, with heat rising, um, it, it, it causes all the uh, alcohol to, to leave the uh, solution of a ferment or whatever um, through a, a still. And that's how you distill, basically, is just using heat to extract a chemical because of different boiling points where there, you know, water stays in place because it's not 212 yet, and uh, 174 degrees, all the uh, alcohol gets extracted. So uh, it's the same way um, with with wheat. So like all the different cannabinoids have different boiling points. Same with terpenes. And I was reading about THC last night. There's not really a flavor to THC or a scent. Uh, the scent of weed comes from various terpenes that exist. Um, in the cannabis family, which is um, same family that hops are in the hemp family, really cool. So all these plants kind of share similar, similar, similar scents: um, pinene, limonene, all these different kind of terpenes that exist across plant species, and it's really, really wild to me. So yeah, I'm go over little stuff that I found as as I dug through this. Um, yeah, so like as as these things ex are exposed to the air, they they travel and they they hit our our uh, olfactory um, system in our in our nose, and we experience like an emotion. I mean, at least I do. You know, uh, linalool, little particular one I'm going to be talking about today is uh, floral. It's used in perfume industry. It's used in uh, it, it's used as an insecticide. So a lot of people. Like freaked out, you know, because like, oh, you're smoking weed cartridges, or I can't remember exact the exact article, but they're freaking out because it's a cockroach killer. Well, guess what? A lot of shit kills cockroaches in high, in high uh, concentrations. A lot of shit kills anything in high concentrations. It's not necessarily a bad thing because it's used for that. You know, rosemary and mint uh, oil are used for like natural insecticides too. So, and linalool happens to occur in those plants as well which are in the, the, the mid family. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so over 200 species of plants produce linalool uh, using very many um, like cleaning agents and it's like responsible for like floral with light spice scents. So lavender is a very uh, common example of like 
having a very high concentration of linalool. Like you'll smell a lot of that. But then there's bergamot. So bergamot's a type of citrus that grows uh, um, in multiple commercial areas, but like mostly in um, Calabria, Italy, like southwest um, coastal area called like Reggio. And bergamot is like a cross between like a citron and a sour orange. And that's what is the most widely um, speculated history of it. But um, basically it's just like a super aromatic citrus fruit, uh, really tart juice, really like essential oily and arom- like just kind of perfumey, you know? And so it's, it's, it's used in perfume industry to blend with a lot of different things and it works really well. Cause it's like kind of mildly skunky, but it's also pretty and lavendery and like spicy too, like baking, spicy, spicy. And yeah, so that those same constituent oils, essential oils, those terpenes that exist in bergamot that really indicate bergamot also exist in bergamot mint. It's a, like a variety of uh, mint. Um, I believe it's water mint. I can look that up, but I don't really think that's that important. Bergamot mint grows all around um, in northern Arizona, and I've, I've picked a bunch, and it, it, it is bergamot. It is so, it's so cool. It's so fun uh, to be able to just smell mint that smells like, you know, you see orange mint or apple mint or whatever. All this stuff be, occurs because of similar terpenes that exist in other plants, so they can call it that because it's just a gene happened, triggers in the plant, and it causes it to smell like that. So, yeah, anyway, so a lot of uh, perfumery, because bergamot is such a limited uh, commercial production that they use bergamot mint for a lot of, because it's a good source, we can grow a lot of it really quickly and be able to, it's a little more um, cost effective to kind of extract these these ingredients from it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so linalool's got a boiling point of 388 degrees, and I believe uh, THC is. Yeah, let's look that up just because uh, you know it's. I think it's important to kind of get our facts straight. Uh, THC boiling point, not in a vacuum, just regular. I have, so I've got like, there it is, yeah, it's, so nine tetrahydrocannabinol, which is like, I believe the main, one of the main ones, is about 314 degrees Fahrenheit, you know, so linalool's, you know, there's other, I have a whole list on, uh, I can include this link in the show notes, but a whole list of uh, common terpenes of marijuana and the and and cannabinoids that um, it lists all their different uh, concentration, medical properties, boiling points in Fahrenheit and Celsius. So, yeah, looking at linalool, three eighty eight point four degrees. Uh, it's like sedative qualities, antidepressant, anti uh, or anxiolytic, immune potentiator. I don't know. You think about lavender, it calms you down. I was, uh, I had watched Avengers Endgame, and that was intense. Then I watched the third episode of Game of Thrones season eight, which is the Battle of Winterfell, in the same night. And it was really, I was really stressed out, man. It's not a fun episode to watch, like just getting shit on by a bunch of undead and in the nighttime in the frigid winter. Um, so stressing me out. So I was straight up eating lavender. It was kind of funny. Um, it worked. It calmed me down. It's, the shit does work. Uh, yeah, so linalool's got that 388 uh, degree um, boiling point, but then you have THC, uh, 8 tetrahydrocannabinol is 347 to 352 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, CBD 320 to 356. So, okay, so you imagine like you have a weed pen, right? Oh, this weed pen tastes just like strawberry and grape. Well, guess what? They distilled out, uh, due to proper boiling points, the certain cannabinoids, so it may, you know, they distill out the THC, which doesn't have flavor. And like, well, this doesn't taste like anything. Let's flavor it with terpenes. And so there's a big part of the, the cannabis industry that uses <clears throat> terpenes to flavor uh, weed pens and stuff. Uh, tangerine's a common one. Like, So you see all these different names like Tangerine Dream or Strawberry Cough or all these different, I think it's one like Lavender Kush or something. There's so many. Uh, and I, I'm not too familiar with weed varietals, honestly. But they all have the same terpenes that exist in those said fruits. They just exist in multiple plants. 
Super interesting. So anyway, most uh, of your little weed cartridges are flavored with uh, terpenes and linalool being a very popular one. Yeah, so that's one of the other uses. It's, um, it exists in uh, lavender family, or in the mint family, Lamiaceae is the name of the family. Mint, basil, lavender, oregano, um, leaf sage as well. Rutaceae, which is citrus, rue, all these different... Um, all these, all the different plants that exist in those families, and like a plant family is more than, you know, you can be pretty unrelated in a plant family and not necessarily be the exact same thing. Um, like cinnamon, for example, is in um, the Loraceae family, which um, <clears throat> it includes sassafras, like bay leaf, I believe guava. Some of this stuff uh, logged in. No, guava is in a different family. Anyway, so stuff like that. It's like, yeah, they're similar, but they're not. But they contain certain characteristics uh, via like the way their seeds propagate or way the flowers are shaped or leaf structure. So they kind of can classify them in the same family. But it's kind of cool that, you know, little ex- exists in cinnamon and citrus and uh the laurel family. So bay leaf is also known as bay laurel, laurel. Um, so it's, it's just interesting that they, every everyday regular things we encounter from chai lattes to like your essential oils from Whole Foods or your little hippie stores or oregano or roach killer uh, or key lime pie have a similar chemical makeup. And I was reading also a little bit ago about... Um, commercial scents and fragrance companies and in reality artificial flavors and natural flavors are still basically the same chemical makeup it's the same ingredients that cause these smells so artificial almond flavor contains similar um if not the same um molecules that exist in actual almond flavor they just happen to come from a more synthesized version that's maybe from petroleum or something um I'm just giving a basic overview for these things. I just find it so interesting to be able to kind of put a face to the name in regards to things I smell and things I taste and how they're related and how broadly they exist in nature. So wild wild stuff, fun facts. I think people might find that pretty interesting. So obviously, like, comment, tell me what you think. Be like, don't ever talk about that again. That's boring as fuck. Or, you know... I really like that. Tell me more. Okay, next chemical I want to talk about is eugenol. Eugenol, bro. Um, I became familiar with this when I was Googling clove. So I was like, what the fuck? And, you know, it was maybe like two years ago or something. I was like, what are cloves? I taste them all the time. I know the flavor. What are they? Oh, they're dried flower buds from a tree that grows in, that originated in Indonesia. Um, what's it called? Sizgium? S? Sizigium. It's so weird. S-Y-Z-Y-G-I-U-M. Aromaticum. Sizigium aromaticum. Myrtaceae family. Myrtaceae. Myrtle family. Which includes guava, allspice, eucalyptus, bay rum tree. They all uh, are woody plants and they contain essential oils um evergreen leaves so and 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 eugenol exists in a lot of these different uh plants it also exists in cinnamon as well but it's it's interesting because um it's used in perfumes flavorings essential oils it's also like a local antiseptic antiseptic and anesthetic used in dentistry a lot so people are like oh man I went to the dentist and they like gave me these wisdom teeth my friend today was talking about his wisdom teeth and how um, they used clove on it oh yeah they, they used clove in like dental molds and like different applications for like tooth pain and um, uh, what's it called like dry socket oh sounds terrible I'm glad I never had to deal with that shit yeah, it's a nutmeg as well. Uh, in cloves, though, it, there's like an 80 uh, to 90% concentration of uh, of eugenol in the clove bud oil. You know, so it's it's really interesting. It's a very 
dominant flavor and when you taste and smell clove, that's what eugenol is the main reason, the main, uh, main flavor in the main chemical in that. So fascinating stuff to me. Uh, this, they're good for freshening the breath up. Uh, chewing, chewing cloves is a common thing in like, in, uh, Southeast Asia or like, uh, different islands. There's a guy that works in the kitchen, uh, that we share a kitchen with, uh, at the bar I work at. And he's from, I believe he's from Haiti. And they chew on cloves for tooth health. A lot of people chew on cinnamon as well. I, I, I believe in it. I think it's a good thing to chew on. Also tastes good. Like clove toothpaste is the tits. I had clove toothpaste for a while and I was like, I really, really enjoy this. I, I made a weird life choice and I bought a fennel toothpaste. And I don't mind black licorice, but like this one was like, whew. Waking up every morning to fennel, I was like, this is stupid. And I dealt, for some reason, I was like 21. I was like, I just dealt with it. I was like, I should have just bought another toothpaste and not worried about it. But I was like, no, I'm going to commit. Because that's the kind of guy I am. Um, fun fact, uh, not really fun, but uh, if you eat too much uh, pure eugenol, it'll kill you. So don't drink it, dude. Uh, it can damage the liver. I just commonly mix with zinc oxide to create like a, I think it's like a cement or use in cement in dentistry. Um, more, more, more facts. And I believe that's all I have. I want to talk about with eugenol. Um, next I want to bring up a fun thing about cinnamon. So I make my own liqueurs. I encounter spices through work, uh, to incorporate into new flavors, into new flavor profiles and how to balance them better and how to kind of understand what's causing these flavors. And this is like another reason why I'm into this, these kind of, uh, facts, this kind of information is because, it has applicable use for me in my life. And to understand, wow, I can't get, I want to, I want the flavor of bergamot in my liqueur. Well, guess what? Just go up to a wet area up in uh, central to northern Arizona and you'll probably find bergamot mint growing at some point. Now I know how to identify it and um, you can just pick it and you can even take cuttings and transplant it. Honestly, most mint you can just put in the water and it'll grow roots. There's another plant for you, you know? Um, and so now I have a source if I want to get that flavor without having to get it. Like for example, um, the eugenol, I can taste it in basil sometimes. So there's ways, excuse me, as I'm trying not to burp on, on the microphone, I'm gonna take a sip of coffee because I've been hooked on coffee lately. Like for me, that's like two cups a day, which is a lot for me because I'm pretty sensitive to it, but fuck, it's so good. I like to feel the charge of the caffeine. Whoop, whoop, whoop. I had a chai today. I made homemade chai. Another example. Cloves, baby. Eugenol. What's up? Cardamom. Same family as ginger. Cardamom and ginger are both in chai, typically. So those are like, those are big flavors in chai. Uh, clove, cinnamon. Um, and they all contain similar stuff, but they just blend together so well. And when you have these like spice flavors and you blend them with citrus and you blend them with... So like tropical, like, I mean, they're, they are tropical, but like blend them with like other, like, I mean, you know, indicative tropical fruit, pineapple, passion fruit, guava, they just taste good together. Um, it's just a cool chemical thing that happens um, in our mouth and our nose that just create a, an emotional experience. And ideally one day I would like to be really, really well versed in all of this and be able to... Uh, Speak with a little more confidence. It's not that I'm not confident right now. I just want to be a little more accurate. So it's nice. I have like 15 pages open on um, Wikipedia and different articles uh, to kind of refer to in order to kind of be a little more accurate. I have a bunch of notes that I did to kind of create some sort of flow for this episode. But I like to kind of take it uh, as it comes and just kind of improv my way through things and just speak. It's a little more natural that way. So, yeah, I find these things interesting, really interesting. There's a lot of uh, application with my liqueurs and, and, my, and my job. So, um, yeah, like, well, how, how can't you be interested, you know? It's like, why, why does the world taste this way? Why does, why does this happen? Cool stuff. So next thing I want to talk about is uh, cinnamon. So <clears throat> sorry to talk about liqueurs and how I encounter 
encounter spices and you like I look up like what, what plant does this come from what does it look like what you know and they're different varietals you know you have all these different wine varietals that are so standard when it comes to drinking wine that don't you don't necessarily have across the rest of the vegetable world that we encounter in uh, like groceries and stuff you just get like oh this is nutmeg this is cinnamon this is lemon this is grapefruit like there's so many different crosses and hybrids and varietals. Like, obviously, a lot of them are very, very seasonal. A lot of them are very regional. And a lot of them aren't as commercial. So, like, when you're going to, like, a popular, com- more commercial, even, like, the farmer's markets, like, um, not I mean, not, like, actual farmer's markets, but, like, the quote, quote, like, sprouts. Uh, that's what we have in Arizona. I don't know. I mean, there's all, every state has their own kind of, um, those farmer's markets. They're just grocery stores that have, little more leaning towards some local stuff, but kind of just go commercial and, um, which is okay. I mean, some of that stuff's, I mean, it's growing for a reason because it's efficient and it's consistent, you know, uh, you get bell peppers that are big and fat and honestly kind of, kind of flavorless compare the ones you grow in a garden. Like it's, it's phenomenally different. Like just, it's, they're more edgy in your garden. They're not quite as big and watery um they're they're just amazing they're so much more concentrated in flavor from my experience and there's obviously ways to kind of get them to be more watery and get them to grow more but like i like when all my nutrients because like all those flavors in those foods are nutrients those are things that have benefit um when you're eating plants and they um are concentrated when you kind of treat the plant in a way that allows it to kind of uptake them and then it then concentrates them into the fruit puts all its life into it but yeah the commercial stuff is just wild it's cool because we have food year-round and we're not really short on food at least in america um and it's a blessing you know we're we got a good situation here but the option to have the more esoteric things i think improves the experience of actually eating them like holy shit like this tastes like tomatoes for me there is nothing like a garden fresh tomato. There really isn't. Like, if you go to, like, the actual farmer's markets on Saturdays or sometimes Wednesdays or Sundays, like, you can get good stuff. In Arizona, it's a year-round growing climate because we don't have very much frost. Even over summer, you grow a lot of stuff. It's hot as fuck, but you grow a lot of stuff. There's certain plants that do exceptionally well over summer, um, from my experience. And, and they do because they're still producing and uh, you're able to buy food over summer and the farmer's markets, albeit it's not as like, um, as, uh, abundant as spring would have it, but cool stuff. You don't have a four month frost frozen winter that doesn't allow things to, to produce. And we're so close to California, which grows a lot of our stuff. But anyway, the point is I can go to like one of the local, um, like, I believe, what are the fucking names? It's been a while. There's Abby Lee, there's McClendon, there's like Steadfast, there is Crooked Sky. All these different local big farms that grow a lot of stuff. You can get good tomatoes there, you know, but there's nothing like going out to your own garden and picking a tomato and it tastes like, it tastes like a berry. There's like, it's sweet, it's concentrated, it's fruity, it's got all these aromatics, this burst of flavor. And when you have like the store-bought commercial ones that just, they, they grow them to grow quick and to grow big and to grow consistently shaped and like the ugly stuff you just don't see. And like some of the stuff that's ugly just tastes fucking amazing. And so that's why I garden. That's why I like to have plants because I've tasted both. And like, this is superior in my opinion, you know? Um, so I really try not to eat a whole lot of tomatoes from the grocery store. Excuse me, I'm going to take a sip of water. I, um, just cause I'm, I'm like, why, what's the point when it doesn't do much for me? You know, that, and a lot of people are like, I don't like tomatoes. Well, bitch, try one from the fucking garden, a cherry tomato from the garden. You'll bite your words, which is what I did. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, I, I kind of try to hunt for the, the optimal, the ultimate, the, the, the best kind of, you know, natural in a sense, 
way to grow food and to try to find the best like cultivars or things. And that's often more, a little more expensive because it's not commercial. Commercial is commercial for a reason because they can make them big, fast, on a mass, mass scale, and, and, it, and it brings the price down. But it's, I think it's worth it to spend a little more. I mean, four bucks for a tomato plant and like maybe like a pound of tomatoes might not be someone's best idea because you got to wait till the tomatoes are growing, but like it's worth it. And you can keep tomato year round if you do the right, do it the right way and especially shade it over summer. But, um, yeah, uh, <clears throat> I, I encountered when I'm, my next topic is cinnamon and how experience experiencing two different types of cinnamon, I would see this cinnamon is kind of like, it's kind of flaky, it has multiple layers, it's thinner wood, and then you have this other cinnamon, it's like kind of thick and curled. The, the Pretty much the cinnamon that we all see all the time is called cassia cinnamon. Two different types. So you have cassia, and you have cinnamomum, cinnamomum, mama, mama, cinnamomum verum, which is, quotations, considered to be true cinnamon also known as Ceylon cinnamon, which comes from Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka used to be called Ceylon. So that's where cinnamon originated, and um, it's the inner bark of the tree, of that of the cinnamon tree, and there's also concentration of the same oils in the leaves as well. But it's, the majority of the world's cinnamon is not cassia, it's, or not Ceylon, it's cassia. Cassia is thicker, it comes from China, it's still good, but there's two main differences. There's a, a dramatic, more dramatically more uh, higher concentration of a a chemical called cumarin um, in in cassia cinnamon. And so cumarin is uh, occurs in other plants as well. It occurs in um, not only cinnamon, but it occurs in um, it's called woodruff. It's there's sweet alfalfa there's I think it's called sweet alfalfa I could be wrong I'm gonna let's double check that so I don't look like a fucking dummy dummy way uh, hope everyone's finding themselves uh, well today Sweet clover, my bad. Sweet clover, sweet clover. There it is. Oh, it's gonna bother me. So, this is a fun fact. So, cumarin is a blood thinner. It, uh, it, it. I don't exactly know how it thins your blood. I think it's like. Hmm. I gotta see. I should have had this prepared, but I. This wasn't necessarily gonna bring this part up, but it just seems fun to bring up. Uh, anticoagulant. Yeah, so it inhibits formation of blood clots, and it's good for people who need blood thinning. I don't know what diseases and shit cause that, but maybe I'll find out when I'm old and sick. Uh, so, yeah, so anyway, cassia cinnamon has like, I believe, like 1-7% to concentration versus like a point seven or whatever, uh, in, in Ceylon cinnamon, it's about like, I think it's like a hundred times more concentrated in cassia, uh, cinnamon from China. And it's grown in other parts of the world too, not just China, but it, Ceylon is known as sweet cinnamon and it's, it's, it's lighter colored. It's not as like orange, deep red, um, and see, a lot of people make cinnamon tea. So if you, if you have cassia cinnamon tea, you can actually like endanger yourself. You don't want to have too much of it if you are already on blood thinners because it'll stack up. And um, so in, I think in like the 40s, there was this issue with cattle being fed sweet clover. They basically have this like fermented feed that was getting moldy um, and it was mainly sweet clover. And cumarin is responsible for that sweet clover scent. And woodruff's also a sweet, like, herb ingredient used in, like, cooking and stuff. And tonka beans. And I think that's why tonka beans are illegal in America, because of the high concentration of cumarin. I believe so. And <clears throat> I'm so careful I am to try not to be wrong. I should just talk with more confidence, you know? Well, now's not the time to be this introspective, you know? However... 
This is my show. Welcome everybody to my show. It is evening time. I'm going to continue talking about Kumirin. Yeah, so tonka beans are illegal. It, it occurs there, but uh, it's responsible for a sweet smell. Cinnamon has a sweet smell uh, in, in addition to many other things. And so all these cattle, when they're getting castrated, uh, were, having, were bleeding out because they were eating so much sweet clover. And sweet clover had this like a dramatic uh, concentration of Kumirin in it. And so... What happened is the scientist, uh, this, I don't know what the guy's name was, but let's see. I found it. Okay. Uh, 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 I'm going to do a pause really quick so there's better flow. Bear with me. All right, we're back with a little more confidence. I was right. Um, and, uh, yeah, like the 40s, this guy discovered these cows were dying from castration and, and set out with uh, a team of, uh, I believe, students from some northern American university to, to isolate the compound. They, they were able to isolate it, and they created uh, warfarin, which is like a, a blood thinner. And it comes from uh, uh, different fungi, too. Uh, Coumarin exists in fungi. Uh, they... Um, they urge you in, in European industries to kind of um, not consume a lot of cassia cinnamon because it has, in one kilogram of cassia cinnamon powder, it contains about two, two to four grams of coumarin. And, you know, that's, that's a hefty amount. I think it's like 4%. Yeah, about 4% by weight is, is coumarin. Um, and so... It's just it, it could it could danger you if you uh, if you have too much of it, and so anyway, yeah, coumarin was used as like a, a rat killer because it would cause rodents to bleed out if they got hurt, and so uh, and let's see Zubrovka, it's a vodka with uh, bison grass, it contains coumarin too. Interesting stuff. So yeah. Coumarin exists in cinnamon, and so cinnamon verum hardly has any, the true cinnamon. So it's a little safer if you want to indulge in your cinnamon pleasures more often. It's just uh, a, a little more expensive than cassia, because I think cassia has a lot more area in the world that grows it. Let's see, pricing, I'm on like a herb website. So four ounces of uh, sweet cinnamon, so cinnamon verum, cinnamomum verum the uh, Ceylon cinnamon from Sri Lanka, four ounces is $9 versus cassia cinnamon, which is $5. So it's almost twice as expensive. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Those things can get more pricey um, because of how much of it is produced. And super interesting. So yeah, that's, uh, that's what I wanted to talk about today. I appreciate anyone who listened to the whole way through me ramble um, about scents and flavors, but I think uh, I think I got the point across. I think I spread some fun facts. Um, I guess I can summarize. I talked about linalool and how that occurs in many plant species, and it's responsible for like a floral aroma. And I smelt it in lime peel, and I was like, "Damn! Well, I'm high. Might as well take advantage of this." rabbit hole ability and I went down and I and I uh I found the information I wanted to find and I kind of uh I have been piggybacking off of that for the last few weeks and so I don't claim to be an expert in any of this I just like to kind of be a uh, a jack of all trades and this is one of those trades where I like to know a fun few facts uh I got some good news I'm on iTunes now so that's fun I'm on Spotify. You can find my podcast. Uh, I mean, you've obviously found it because you're listening to it right now, but I'm on my website as well. I had a good turnout. I have been uh, very, very excited to do this, so hopefully that excitement uh, kind of runs through the uh, the wavelengths to you, and you can get excited. And yeah, tell people fun facts. Uh, the smell of lavender owes itself to linalool. Uh, eugenol is another uh, scent responsible for clove. It's used in dentistry. It's used as a, an antiseptic and uh, uh, a pain reliever in the mouth. 
And then we have Kumarin, the final ingredient I talked about, uh, which is a blood thinner and exists in cinnamon. And there's two types of cinnamon. So, yeah, uh, <clears throat> I think it's cool to learn about these things. I think it's cool to apply them and see. I mean, I just kind of reached, everyone has had lavender, everyone has had cinnamon, everyone's had citrus. Okay, a lot of people smoke weed, so this stuff is all relatable, and it just kind of ties the world that we live in together uh, a little bit better. Coffee, so good. Um, I'm drinking Provision Coffee. Provision's a local roaster who, uh, they're, they're pretty unpretentious, but they're super into what they do, and I love it. They're very, very detail-oriented, and... Um, scientific and accurate and they're all about just making good tasting coffee and I love their beans I love drinking their cock their coffee their cock I love drinking their their cock um I love drinking their coffee at a at their shop and they make cocktails and non-alcoholic coffee cocktails which are really cool and super inventive and I can't wait to see what more cool things they do I'll have uh one of their one of their peeps on soon and be able to chat a little more about coffee. Coffee is something I've been wanting to get into for a long time, but I don't necessarily want to barista to get into it because, unfortunately, I, uh, <clears throat> I'm pretty heavy in the cocktail bar world, and it's a little more lucrative uh, than uh, the coffee world. Sorry to say, um, as far as as far as I know, I don't want to sound ignorant, but I also love what I do. Shaking cocktails is pretty fun. I'm not going to do it for forever because it's going to hurt. It already does hurt a little bit, but that's why you work out. That's why you get your body strong. That's why you practice mobility and stretch and take care of that body. Uh, so I'm going to try to take care of my body as best I can while I'm while I'm working and start to incorporate other things in my life that can hopefully bring in bring in some money and and, and really shape my career. I want to talk a little bit uh, about kind of kind of owning your life and kind of owning owning the fact that you know as far as we're concerned as far as we know like we only have this one this one go at it and there's a recent quote um that I heard by I was listening to a podcast with this guy named fuck I don't want to butcher it Naval Ravikant I believe his name is really interesting fellow um who who who's very involved with startups um and he's a philosopher like a like he in the podcast he didn't want to be too he, didn't, he wasn't trying to be too cocky he's saying that he was like a philosopher right? but listening to what he said and like he's into philosophy and he's into like a lot of important ways of like seeing life and um i thought that was i thought it was cool i thought it was cool listening to his podcast on um listen to two different ones that he was on and he was talking about this Confucius quote where a man realizes fuck you know what let's just google the quote because I I just don't feel confident uh, about uh, my nail ability um, nail ability for this we have okay we have found it. We have two lives, and the second begins when we realize we only have one. Cool quote, right? Um, and that's kind of true for my life. When you know, the you 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 experience um, that existential dread and the existential crisis feeling, and you're like, "What the fuck is everything?" And you kind of realize that you have one life. Um, as far as you know, you know, I would love it if it was afterlife. I love it. Like that, that'd be cool. That'd be cool if you returned to the source. And there's all sorts of theories out there. That's what religion is. But we don't need to get into that. But I live because I'm going to die. You know, that's how I. It's how I've been becoming. That's um, how I've been uh, starting to operate in my life. Is like I, I am going to live so hard because I die. I'm going to live smart, though, you know? I, I came up with a quote recently. I don't know if it's as polished. It's, I think it's good, you know? Uh, it is, 
spend money because you're going to die and save money because you're going to live. So we live 70 to 80 years, a mere blip in the grand scheme of things. And we get so bent out of shape on so much shit. And in the end of the day, we're just... The meaning of life is to be lived. Alan Watts talked about that. There's, That's the meaning. Just live. So whether that means you're happy, whether it means you're sad, whether that means you're stressed, whether that means you're anxious, whether that means anything, all of it is part of the whole encompassing thing, which is to live. Work, part of living. Sleep, part of living. Eating, relaxation. You know, all, all the flavors and phases we go through is all part of the whole thing. And I think it's really important to kind of concentrate on that and it allows attachments to kind of fade and allows mindfulness to kind of, uh, get to kind of focus and to kind of, to, to be more aware of your mortality allows you to be more aware of how you spend that time. And so I'm very, very, very much so against wasting time. And it's, it's hard for me to like, uh, to relax honestly sometimes because I want to do so many things and I've learned recently how to, um, how, how to relax more and how to kind of just not do anything. It's okay. Um, there's plenty of quotes out there about how relaxation is part of being successful. You need time to recuperate and everyone's different. Some people can grind 60 hours a week for months and they're fine, you know? I'm not that person. I like to do bursts. I like to do a month or two of just like hard hitting, grind, 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 bam. Right into the point where it's like, okay, cool. I've forgotten myself a little bit and life went by in a blur. I am burnt out. Then I take a week off or I take two weeks off or a month and I have this little micro retirement where I kind of like spend the money, spend some money that I saved up in that time of, of grind, you know? And there's plenty of different methods people do. You kind of have to find your own that works best for you. But like, remember to live, you know, remember to experience this life. Walk out and look at this, look at the sky, experience the sun on your skin. That's it. You don't, there's nothing you're supposed to do. There's not, there's no, it's not going to mean anything, you know? And I had this like idea of, um, legacy a while back and it was more of an ego fucking trip. When I think about it now, I was just like, I want people to remember me. Because what would we do when, when someone dies? You forget about them, you know? Obviously, even memorials and once a year you think about it and you're like, oh, I'll put a little Instagram post like, oh, miss you, or, you know, like, that's that's all good. That's all fun. That's all, not fun, I'm sorry, bad. It's all fine. Um, <clears throat> but I had this idea of like legacy. I want I want my, my influence to reverberate across generations. For what? So then when the earth dies, I can, oh, that's right. No one's going to remember unless we go to a different planet. Eventually, the heat death of the universe is going to erase that. So just take advantage of the time that you have in your life and, and make that count now, in the now, because that's the only thing that's ever there in the way humans live. You know, maybe a fifth dimensional being is like, I got now and I got every now accessible at the same time, right? We Humans only have the one now. There's no past, there's no future. We're just going. We're just moving. So onward, onward, onward. Let's keep going, people. Life is great. Live it. Go out and live it. Um, I can't stress it enough. Like, I obviously I get sad and depressed and anxious, but I'm like, fuck, man, there's not, there's no reason to get hung up on this bullshit. Really, it's true. It just be a better person and be more compassionate and understand that everyone else is going through their own little ego journey just like you are. And some people have egos that are bigger than yours. Some people have egos that are smaller than yours. I, for one, have an ego. I know it and I work with it and I understand its tendencies. Not completely. I'm not 100%. I don't know myself. You, I don't believe anyone will ever completely know themselves because we always change. Every day we're different. I'm different than I was yesterday. I'm different than I was a week ago. Hell, in the last year, Hell, in the last year, I'm a different man. So different. It's just wild. It's wild how much I'm 30 pounds heavier than I was last year. In a good way. I got anxious and skinny and like, part of that's okay. I'm sure I'll hit that again in my life, you know. But I feel healthy. I feel, I feel like I know what I want to do more than I did last year. 
I've, I've had hints for the last few years of, of, of what I wanted to do. And I'm, and I've been, I've worked hard enough to get to a point where I'm in a place of work and community and network where I, I can, I can get things done and do things I want to do, uh, which, which wasn't the case before. It was only a pipe dream, but I realized, oh, you just two degrees of separation, scoot, scoot two degrees of separation out the way. And I'm, I'm far closer like the six degrees of separation quote, you're six degrees of separation from anyone. You know, like I have friends that know friends and I have friends that know celebrities that I, with one degree of separation in between us, which is my friend, I can meet that celebrity. Not that I'm like, oh, I want to meet, I want to meet John Mayer. He's so cool. We're going to be best friends. It's just one of those things that like, that's a reality. And so it's kind of happened in my life recently where I just happen to be in, in the right place that allows those kinds of things to happen. Um, it's cool. It's, it's really, really cool. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I can't wait to do it more. I'm not always going to be pumped. And that's another important realization. You're, there's nothing that's permanent. You're never going to be always happy. You're never going to be always excited. You're never going to be always energetic there's times where I'm down there's times where I don't have energy where I don't I'm, I'm creatively empty you know I had that a while ago and I recognized it and I accepted it and I lived with it for a little bit and I realized that that wasn't permanent as well so a lot of us have depression and anxiety and, it, and it, there's so many different factors that can attribute to that I was just reading about um this band, Boy and Bear, that I used to listen to, and they're a great band, um, but I stopped listening to them after a while, and they kind of fell off the face of the earth for a little bit because their vocalist had, I was reading an article about how he had this debilitating neurological disorder because of gut bacteria. His gut biome was just fucking fucked, so then he started getting like shit transplants, shit, shit enemas, and that's such a strange thing, but it saved his life, and it saved his, his abilities, and now they're back and, and, uh, and doing the thing again, b- being a band, and I think it's awesome, you know, sucks to have to deal with that, but like our gut bacteria, there are more bacterial cells in the human body than there are human cells, they're just smaller, there's like 10 trillion bacteria, 1 trillion human, give or take, you brush, brush, brush your uh, hand against your leg, and you'll get rid of a few thousand cells, um, it's just wild. We're 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 basically fucking walking bacterial colonies. That's what we are. See, we're multicellular bacterial colonies. That's if that's not fucking trippy, then I don't know what the fuck is. We're spinning on a ball of rock in the middle of space. Okay, this shit doesn't make sense. It's weird. Once you accept it and just ride the wave, go fucking enjoy it and live. Right now, I have coffee. I'm I've had now my third cup and I feel good. I love it. I've had a chai today. I feel good. I love it. It was awesome. I want to do that. Yesterday, I was like, oh man, I could save money. And I have been saving money. I'm, I'm doing a good job. Pat myself on the back, boy. But I dropped, I dropped a few bills on some, on some gear that's going to invest, be an investment into my podcast. It's going to make the workflow better. It's going to be able to, to make a more quality uh, podcasting environment for myself. It'll make me want to do it more. I'm just, I want to live as fucking hard as I can. But doing it smart. I'm not going to go and just pound heroin. Like, oh, I'm living. Oh, fuck, yeah, I've got a habit. Oh, yeah. Heroin is more like, I've got a habit. And I'm so sleepy. That's the song that you sing. I don't know. Sorry, anyone who does heroin, if I offended, like, oh, you actually don't even know what heroin's like, so you shouldn't speak about that, because that's fucked up, because I actually do heroin a lot, and you're kind of, like, misrepresenting, like, the community of people that I encounter all the time behind Circle K and 7-Eleven, so, fuck you. Well, I think heroin should be legal, though. Ooh, heroin should be legal. Seriously. Every human should have a right to, the biggest right humans have is what they do to their own body. Whether that's putting drugs in it, getting getting them titty jobs, changing your gender, whatever. Yeah, fucking go, awesome. And go do it. Follow your dream, your life, your bliss. As long as it doesn't hurt anybody else, awesome. 
don't let your stupid fucking religious tendencies uh, or close my religious, I came at that hard, potentially religious tendencies uh, or your close-mindedness kind of restrict somebody from doing something that truly, if you think about it pragmatically, doesn't hurt anybody else. As someone, just because it makes you feel a little uncomfortable, you know, fuck it, who cares? I I don't understand what it's like to be, uh, you know, and I speak I speak about depression, anxiety, and I talk about how there's you get your gut bacteria in check, go work out, go get sunlight. That works for me. It doesn't work for everybody else. Everyone's everyone's on a different part of the spectrum. But I urge you to seek out ways and try things that could help you. You know, there's so many different avenues in life. And like, at the end of the day, we're all human and we all have similar genetic makeup enough to be able to like realize like, well, gut bacteria probably does play a huge role. It's not just like, oh, well, that works for me, but not for me. Probably, probably works for you. You probably have some fucking imbalance in your gut bacteria because of all the bullshit food you eat. You know, I know some people who are chronically depressed and anxious. I'm like, you eat bullshit. You eat a lot of bullshit. Throw some veggies in there. Throw some probiotics. Throw some fucking a spoonful of yogurt every day. Uh, kombucha. You know, like don't wash your veggies from your garden. Eat that shit unless there's like bird shit on it. Don't eat that. That's probably not ideal. You know, but like that bacteria can dictate a lot of how we think in our brains. And exercise been, has been proven to be one of the most effective ways to combat depression and it truly truly works like you know uh it really does i've 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 found a lot of benefit in it and so that's that's why i do it you know so i just ranted for a little bit about living and how how i'm passionate about living but that's like how can you not be you know but yeah last everyone's different so I'm going to start to wrap this up like a fucking present so I can ship it out and send it over to you. Thank you to everyone who listened. Um, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. If you're listening still, that's awesome. Um, I hope, uh, hope you enjoy my choppy, uh, minimal education, um, rehashing of facts on on plants earlier uh i think i did a decent job kind of got the facts straight and i had references which i'm looking through if you can hear clicking that's i've like 30 tabs open it's overwhelming i just want to be able to say things and uh, also get the facts straight and be right and be accurate not necessarily right that sounds like an ego like I want to be right and no one else because I am on top and I have the power. No, I want to be accurate. I want to be accurate. I think it's accurate and pragmatic. Them shits are similar. So, um, what else do I have to say? Yeah, basically that's it. I can't wait to have another episode out. I might record another one uh, later and just just for the hell of it. Because why not? I just like to talk. Anytime I come up with a little wisdom or get a little download from the universe, wherever that comes from, um, maybe my future self. Whoa, dude, am I like what? Soda water is, soda water is my my kink soda water's my kink anytime I get a download from the universe I will try to focus on recording that it's just a little tricky because I live with another person and I don't want to force them to be quiet when I'm recording or turn off the AC it's just a little little hassle so I like to kind of set aside time for it and invite that in um but I'll jot stuff down and, and keep things for a later time like I did with, with the uh, essential oil stuff earlier. Um, yeah, I intend to get uh, a sponsor eventually. That'd be really cool. And uh, I'm going to keep doing this until I get better at it. 
I'm okay at it now. I can't wait to get good at it. And I can't wait to get better at conversation with people. I can't wait to have, be a better listener and to be <clears throat> more effective at, at, at articulating my thoughts and, and getting along with humans and understanding humans better. I think having guests on and kind of forcing us into a one-on-one conversation is, is going to be a good thing for me. I think it's a really good thing. And I, I urge everybody to kind of do a similar practice Maybe take a moment today to be aware of the fact that you're on your phone. You know, you, you're distracted. You get the little red dots. You get a red notification. You get a little buzz. Like, oh my God, did I get a like? Oh my God, I got like seven likes. Oh my God, I'm there. I'm almost there. I'm all, <laughs> you know, it's this fucking dopamine little mini-gasms throughout the day of, of, uh, of validation that we get from our little red dots in our phone. And it's fun. I get it. And I... It gets exhausting though. Like, don't forget about the real world. You know, imagine being in the 70s and you're at a fucking concert. What is everyone doing in that concert in the crowd waiting for the band to come on? Nobody's on their phones. They didn't have them. You know, think about that. Think about being being in that environment. Think about how our communication skills have just kind of gone to shit a little bit because of technology. Truly, like, the human brain has not evolved as quickly as technology has evolved in order to handle the amount of information that comes in. It, it doesn't. You have, say you follow 900 people on Instagram. First of all, you're going to see like 10% of that and a lot of sponsored ads. And you have 1,100 followers, whatever. Whatever it might be, you have all, like, you have a lot of, people that you follow and that follow you and you're like you're never going to know all of them you're never going to have a connection with all of them it's just this massive just data overload coming into your brain from that from the news from facebook from your email from text messaging from i'm on snapchat but people on snapchat people on tinder like it's just it's just what's next best thing, next best thing, next best thing, next best thing, next dopamine, next dopamine, bam, 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 go, 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 flip, swipe, 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 swipe. <clears throat> it's too much. And so obviously we can't um, process that information and therefore it creates like a deficit in attention span. We don't have an attention span uh, to listen to someone talk uh, for hours, you know, like I'm probably about, I don't have a time going, but I'm probably about like 35 minutes, maybe 40. I don't know. It's a good guess. We'll see. Uh, going on this right now. And uh, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't expect everyone to listen to me the whole way through, which maybe some people do. And I definitely listen to podcasts the whole way through, but there's sometimes where I'm like, I'm doing the dishes and I can't hear the whole conversation and, or I'm, I'm at the gym or something and I don't hear the whole conversation. Like I'm not going to be perfect on listening to the whole thing, you know, but like having a conversation one-on-one with another person is really going to create a good practice for me to be able to do better at conversation in general. Cause like I definitely am guilty of thinking what I'm going to say next. I definitely want to control the conversation. I definitely have that ego side of me that wants to be in the uh, driver's seat. But like, you know, balancing that out is a, a good thing because other people want that too. So if I can kind of work with somebody else and allow them to have the space that they need, uh, I think it's just going to mean a better thing for uh, my life and their life in general and just how I interact with people. And I hope everyone can kind of just take a moment to think about how you could be a little bit better today uh, when you talk to other people. They got contact for just an extra four seconds. Come on, you, you could do four seconds. Just four. You have a lot of seconds in a day. Just four. You can afford it. Time time is a currency. Time is definitely a currency. So, yeah, just give a little more of your time to somebody and just acknowledge another human, you know. Uh, it's weird. Life's weird. We're not perfect. We're never going to be perfect. Not We're not going to be uh, the best equipped for every situation. But if you can try and practice... And try to be better. I think that's such a good moral uh, moral zone to be in, for sure. So, yeah, just take take a moment to uh, to think about 
how much you're on your phone, honestly. Just think think about it. I, I gave myself 30 minutes every morning to wake up and fuck around. Do that. It's okay, you know. But maybe become aware of the fact that, hey, stop scrolling. How long have you been scrolling for? See yourself think. Be, be in that watcher persona. Like think, think about the thoughts that you're thinking right now. You know, like I'm thinking of what I'm going to say next. I'm thinking of what I'm doing with my hands. I'm thinking of what I'm going to do later. I'm thinking of how I can check my phone or the email I just got. Remember you're in the moment. Remember you're right now. And breathe and live. Life is meant to be lived, so live it. All right, catchphrase of the day. I'm going to do a catchphrase every podcast, unless I forget. Uh, catchphrase of the day is, nah, yeah, life is meant to be lived, so live it. That's a good one. All right, have a good uh, rest of the, uh, we're at the middle of the week right now. Have a good rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend. Stay tuned uh, for more episodes. I will have probably three, maybe four guests next week, and the following week I'll have two additional. So you'll get some uh, get some insight into who those people are and like what they do, and uh, it's going to be fun. I uh, can't wait to have them on and uh, to chat with them. So, all right, everyone, have a good rest of your week and day. Uh, go fuck yourself. Ah, I'm out.